Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne. This is my video coaching newsletter, and the topic of today's newsletter is going to be you're being too cocky. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who says he's a millennial, and his ex-girlfriend that he hasn't heard from in a year recently got back in touch with him, and he started texting back and forth with her and messaging with her, set a date, and a couple of times in their texting or messaging exchanges, because not only was he texting her, but they were also on a bunch of different social media accounts, she kept telling him that he was being too cocky. Well, he actually set a date with her after she asked when they could get together for a drink, and then about two days before the date, she fucking bailed on him. And now he's going, huh? Why did this happen? So I got a quote that I wrote, and I'm going to go through his email because there's several things that he did wrong. He basically talked her right out of dating and going out with him again. Rookie mistakes, of course. So I've got, let me start on the quote now, and we'll go through his email. And the quote says, women are attracted to men who are charming, playful, and who don't take themselves too seriously. Trying to be too cocky and funny via texting, messaging apps, and social media can often backfire and be taken the wrong way. You sell people on your awesomeness in person, not over the phone or through digital communication. How many times have I said that over the years? People, This guy read the book and he still didn't listen because he's a millennial, of course, and they have all these digital devices and they're different than us older guys like me. The more you talk, text, and message prior to dates you have set in advance, the higher the likelihood that you will talk your dates out of liking you and canceling your date. All good salesmen know that the phone and digital communication are to set appointments and sell your prospect in person, not to get to know someone, give out information, or to make them like you more. Women are attracted to mysterious men. Guys who are always available to chit-chat are boring, predictable, and have nothing going on in their lives. That is the opposite of a high-value man who is focused on building his life and empire. So let's see where he went wrong. He says, hey coach, I recently purchased your book. And I am just about done reading it for the second time. I'm shooting for 15 like you recommend. Oh, by the way, as a side note, my second book, I know a lot of you guys have been, when the hell is that coming out? It, the Kindle version is out. The audiobook should be available any day now. Obviously, I'll let you know in future videos when it's available. The title of the book is called Mastering Yourself, How to Align Your Life with Your True Calling and Reach Your Full Potential. And right now, as the date of this particular video, it's available on Amazon. It's 655 pages long, so it's significantly longer than the first book so you can go to amazon right now and download it and then i'll let you guys know as soon as the audible becomes available and then probably about a month or so the or maybe a couple weeks the paperback will be ready i'm supposed to have my proofs arrive this week along with my hardcover proofs the paperback will be available on amazon sooner than the hard copy just because of the different distributors and how long it takes to filter all down through all the distribution channels but i'll keep you posted he says, my question goes towards applying your advice for the younger crowd that follows you. So obviously, it doesn't really apply. I, I, I see this comment all the time on the YouTube channel. I see it in my emails that I get from people, people on Facebook, and they think, I'm a millennial. We've got all these digital apps that you old guys just don't know anything about, of course, and uh, we're different than you. Bottom line is the principles are all the same. It, 
It doesn't matter if you're, you're using the phone or texting or Facebook or WhatsApp or Instagram or Snapchat. The bottom line is if you're available 24-7 to chit-chat, that communicates you ain't got a fucking thing going on in your life. You're not focused on your mission, your purpose in life like all successful, high-value alpha males are. That's just reality. And if you got nothing going on, you got time to text 24-7, that shows you ain't got much ambition, you ain't got much opportunity to date, you're not very picky, you're just hoping somebody will spend time with you. And it will backfire on you. He says, more recently, we started chit-chatting on various methods of social media. Let me back up a little bit. He says, just over a year ago, my ex called off things between us for various reasons, including that of letting her control the terms of the relationship and me coming off as needy. So obviously, she formed a perception of you and rejected you. And for whatever reason has gone on, she probably doesn't, maybe a guy she really liked ditched her. Things aren't going well in her dating life. Plus, you've been smart enough to just walk away and never look back all this particular time and then she gets in touch because we all men and women both we all tend to look through the past through rose-colored glasses and she wanted to get in touch maybe you change maybe you'd grown a little so she got in touch with you to see what you were like he says more recently we started chit-chatting on various methods of social media and she eventually asked me when i was going to ask her out for a drink. Well, obviously, as my book teaches, if a woman reaches out to you, you should assume she wants to see you. Make a date, be direct, direct, decisive, and get the fuck off the phone. The more you talk, the the higher the likelihood is, just like I said in the quote in the beginning of the video, that you're going to talk her out of liking you. And this guy, like many millennials, think, ah, oh, that doesn't really apply to me because I'm younger and you're some fucking old 48-year-old guy here on YouTube. He says, a few days later, I got her number and called her up, and I set a date a week out, and she agreed to it, like your book recommends. However, he didn't follow everything. He's picking and, you know, cherry-picking things. If you cherry-pick information, whether it's from videos or from the book, your success might be attainable. You might, you know, the higher a woman's attraction level, the more things you can fuck up and get away with. But when it's low, the more things you fuck up, the quicker you're gonna get, she's gonna realize, ah, oh, he ain't changed at all. He's still the same beta male bitch he was last time I talked to him. He says, I did not continue texting her, nor did I call her, so that it would build the anticipation. Great, that's perfect, that's what you're supposed to do. However, and this may be my downfall, millennials have various forms of social media where you can contact each other. Oh, really? Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, like, I don't know about those. Dude, I promise you, I have more people that follow me on those than you do. Actually, Snapchat, I don't really use. But Facebook and Instagram, it's like, come on, dude. The reality is this. I date women that are millennials or consider themselves millennials. And I, most of the time, I always use, initially when I meet, we're talking on the phone. I like to hear a voice, and I always get complimented. They always tell me that they're impressed that I actually call them instead of texting them. Why? Because most beta males hide behind digital texting because it's a lot lower risk. It takes a lot of balls to pick up the phone and call somebody that you want to talk to. Sounds like a fucking plane's gonna fly in my living room here. Despite not texting her as the date got closer, we would exchange Snapchats. Think of exchanging picture messages back and forth along with the small talk. Come on, man. 
What do you think, I'm living in a fucking basement with no internet and I don't know what's going on in the world technologically? Come on. She would routinely say I was being cocky and I would counter with, it's just confidence. That's her way of saying, you're kind of being a dick, dude. Your, your shit ain't really being funny. And a lot of guys think, I got to entertain her, I got to use humor, I got to rebuild rapport. She got in touch with you after a whole year of not talking to you. And instead of being mysterious, you're like performing like a seal for, trying to be funny. Because as I've talked about, I believe I even spoke about this in my book, and I know I've talked about it in countless videos, is that when you're texting somebody and you're just sending digital communication, though you might think it's being humorous, but the other person on the other end might not take it that way. If you're using like uh, FaceTime or you're using Skype video, you can actually see their and hear their expressions and respond to them almost as if you were in person. But when you're texting, it's be direct, be decisive, get to the point because you should be busy building your fucking empire, focusing on your career, your mission, your purpose in life, not begging some girl to spend time with you or being on it. Because a lot of millennials think if I don't talk to her on the digital device, she's going to get mad. Well, if a woman gets pissed off at you because you're not always available, do you really want to go and spend time with somebody like that? Because you're looking for somebody that's easy to get along with, that's easygoing, easy to be around, no stress, low maintenance. And if you follow the things that I teach in my book, my book is designed to weed out the fucking lunatics, the control freaks, the women that are fucking assholes, the women that are insecure, the women that get butt hurt because you don't want to engage with them in texting. I want a chick with a good attitude, who's easy to get along with, who's a great communicator. And somebody gets butt hurt right away, that should be a red flag. Why do you want to spend time with somebody like that? They're going to be drama, bring drama into your life. They're going to be a pain in the ass to be around. He says, however, purposely, none of these conversations were that drawn out. At least so you think. Bottom line is you shouldn't do it. And if she is going to message you, take your time getting back to her. Like I talked about in the book, if it's after 7, 8 o'clock at night, Get back to her in the morning. Hey, got your message from last night. Sorry, I was tied up with friends or whatever. Sorry, I was working late. Couldn't, couldn't talk. Sorry, I was in a meeting. What's up? Take your time to respond. That also communicates that you got other things going on. Other, It's like I go to the beach all the time and I see younger people out there with their fuck. There might be in a group of six or eight of them. There's a ton of them on the beach right now and they got their fucking selfie sticks and they're you know, they're taking pictures and they're posing. They're not even enjoying the beach. And all the beautiful people are at the beach because they're so focused on trying to give people the phony digital impression that they're living these great lives. Instead, they're at the beach fucking taking pictures of themselves and trying to look cool so other people who aren't there think, wow, you got a really great life. It's like, come on, man. He's anyways... Two days before the date, she texts me out of the blue and says, listen, <laughs> I've given it a lot of thought and I don't think we should go out. You seem a lot different and the cockiness is a huge turnoff for me. So she kept telling you, you're being cocky. You're kind of being in it. The idea is be cocky and charming and playful, not be a dick. But you think you're being funny and entertaining her and she's trying to help you and saying, hey, you're kind of coming off as being a dick. That's what she's saying, cockiness. And she didn't like it. You're like, oh, I'm just confident. The idea is to be playful, not to let it get under your skin. I would have said something like, oh, come on, you're being ridiculous. We got a date set. I'd love to see you. 
I'll see you at 8 o'clock. i got to run. I'm real jammed up right now. I'll talk to you later. But the other thing you should be doing, because remember, she has to earn another chance with you, not the other way around, is she should be coming to your place to make dinner together like I talk about in Seven Principles to get an ex back. It's also part of the problem when you cherry pick. She wanted to meet you out for a drink. It's like, no, you don't meet nobody out for a drink. This girl blew you off and fucking ditched you a year ago. The greatest gift that you can give anybody is the gift of your time. And when you go chasing after them, agree to meet them out, the only distance, like I say this all the time, is that you should be willing to travel to see somebody that's blown you off or an ex you're trying to get back is the distance that it takes to go from wherever you are in your place to your front door to let them in for a date. And in the Seven Principles Get an Ex Back article, I talk about ways to handle the objections when they try to get you to meet them out. You just say, yeah, it's been a long week. I'm just moving to hang. I'd really love to see you. Love to have a nice, quiet dinner at my place. Maybe bought a couple glasses of wine or whatever and catch up. I haven't talked to you in a year. It'd be great. But instead, you've been texting her and trying to entertain her, and all you did was make her think you're a jerk-off or you're an asshole or you've changed. I mean, look what she says. I've given it a lot of thought, and I don't think we should go out. Now, why? She says, you seem a lot different, and the cockiness is a huge turnoff. So in other words, she got back in touch, hoping maybe you'd grown up, maybe you'd changed a little bit, and instead you're kind of an asshole. And she's like, eh, eh. So you literally talk this girl out of liking you. That's what happens when you cherry pick. The phone is for setting dates. You destroy all the mystery. You don't build any anticipation, even though you acknowledge that you were going to build anticipation. But again, you did the exact opposite of what the book teaches, and you blew a perfectly good opportunity. It was totally unnecessary. But I know it's probably painful because it probably stings because you probably really want another shot with this girl. Just think if you'd have followed the right things, then you could have gone out with her, maybe hooked up a few times, and then realized, eh, I don't really want to get back together with this girl. And then you could have blown her off or stuck her in friend zone. And when that happens, you can walk away. It feels a lot better to be the dumper than the dumpy. That's just a fact of life. He says, thinking back to what would Corey Wayne do, I waited an hour or so and responded with, bummer. I'm sorry you feel that way. I just have more respect for myself than when we first met. No worries, though. Let me know when you change your mind and we'll reschedule. It's more of the cocky, fuck you, I'm awesome, I'm better than you. There's nothing wrong with feeling like you're better than her, but the idea is not to be an asshole to her. He says she never responded to that. Yeah, she'd already made her mind. She didn't give a fuck anymore, and she don't care if she ever talks to you again. But, I mean, the damage is done. I wouldn't call her. I wouldn't text her. I wouldn't say, oh, I'm really sorry. No fucking way. He says, to me, this was her attempting to overturn my rowboat with her waves as a shit test. Well, again, you were being cocky, you were being arrogant, you were texting, you were trying to entertain her, and obviously your humor, she didn't take it the right way. It's right in the book, dude. You can't cherry pick. Just because you're a millennial, I'm telling you, millennial women, because I date them, they love it when a guy has the fucking balls to call them. All of us fucking beta males are texting, sending messages, sending emoticons and all that other fucking bullshit. It's like, who fucking cares? It's not, gonna, it's not working for you, dude. It's been a few days and she may come crawling back. She may not. Flip a coin. I mean, the bottom line is you told her to get in touch and that was it. Next time, anytime a woman disrespects you or blows you off for whatever reason, maybe you fucked up. 
and she reaches out in the future, she's got to come to you three times in a row. And as long as you hang out, you have fun, and you hook up all three times, then you can start picking her up, taking her out, those kinds of things. And the other thing is, again, when you're the one that's been blown off, you're the prize, you're the gift. They have to earn another chance with you, not the other way around. And if she's reaching out to you, say you hang out, you have fun, you hook up after the first date, it's going to take her getting back in touch with you again, and then you set the next date and then the third day. Your pursuit of somebody is over forever once they ditch you, they disrespect you, or they blow you up. They have to earn you back. It's a completely different mindset than the way you're thinking, which is just hoping that she'll spend time with you. Because the other thing is you think, I gotta, spend, I gotta talk to her because I'm a millennial, I'm different. You know, if I don't respond right away, she may get mad at me. Or if I don't wanna chit chat with her, she may get pissed off. It's like. That's not a chick with a good attitude. That's a chick that's a fucking asshole and it's gonna have bring drama into your life. My life is a drama-free zone. And as soon as I see somebody getting upset or, or butthurt, I don't respond quickly enough, or I don't wanna engage in texting, or I'm too busy to engage in texting, or they get mad about it, it's like, that's it. I don't wanna waste my time with somebody like that. Because there's gonna be a thousand other things that when you spend time with them, and you date them, and you go further down the road with them, that they're gonna get pissed off and butthurt about, and they're gonna try to intimidate you to get you to conform to the way they want. This is my kingdom. This is my world. This is my fucking castle. I'd love to have you join me on the fun bus. It'd be great. It'd be wonderful. Not that you're gonna say these things to her, but this is the mindset. This is the attitude. But I'm not gonna jump through my butt for you. I'd love to spend time with you, but if making a date or scheduling a time to talk or to get together or whatever is just a pain in the ass, it's just not fucking worth it. There really is another bus every 15 minutes. He says, my question is, should I have avoided all forms of contact from the time I set the date until the actual date? Come on, man. What do you think? What does it say in the book? I'm not telling you to ignore her. I'm saying take your time. Again, if, they, if, she get, if she's texting you after 7, 8 o'clock at night, you're going to respond the next morning. If she's texting you in the middle of the day, three or four hours later, you get back to her. You should be in meetings. You should be out in job interviews. You should be meeting with clients, whatever it has to be. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're, you're in a meeting. Or maybe you're traveling. It's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. And when they don't know what you're doing or what you're up to, I mean, keep in mind, she hasn't heard from you in a year. In her mind, she might be thinking this guy might be dating three or four other women. And if you're busy and you're taking your time to get back to her because you're busy, that's, that's mysterious. She's gonna wonder about you. And if a woman is thinking about you when you're not around, guess what? That's gonna cause her attraction level to grow and she's gonna like you more. And she's gonna become more flexible, more feminine, and more submissive when you do that. Dude, you had a per this girl set herself on a silver platter for you and you just talked her right out of liking you because you thought being a, a cocky, arrogant prick was and trying to be funny when you obviously weren't that funny, it didn't work for you. It's a shame, but these are the things that sting like a motherfucker. This is, this is how you learn. I learned the hard way, dude. You know, all I can do is give the information, and if you're not going to follow it, it's like, nothing I can do about it. He says, I'm thinking my downfall is giving her information about myself and my life via other forms of social media. Yep, and always being available because it showed you had nothing going on and you hadn't changed at all. And she even alluded to that when she was basically, hey, fuck off, pound sand, dude. I don't want to see you again. He says, thus her losing attraction, anticipation, and ultimately canceling. 
Absolutely. And so for those of you that are watching this, maybe haven't read my first book yet, How to Be a 3% Man, you can actually get the audiobook for free through Audible by doing a free trial. You can also read the book for free by subscribing to the newsletter on my website. Paperback, hard copy, those are all available through Amazon. And if you'd like to talk to me personally, maybe you got a situation that you need help with, you can go to my website and book a phone or Skype coaching session with yours truly. And I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.